One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I get outdoors with a guest to take a little meander into their life. I'm so excited to be speaking to Lucy Edwards on the podcast today. After losing her sight at 17, Lucy has since reached millions of people by educating them on what it's like to be blind. She's made videos explaining how a blind person can cross a road, play 10 pin bowling, and most notably a video about how she does her makeup, which got 19 million views on TikTok. Absolute legend. Today, Lucy is making huge waves in the beauty industry since becoming an ambassador for Pantene, as well as continuing to share her experiences as a blind person in her work as a content creator. Lucy, welcome to uh, the Stompcast. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. How thank are you, you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm really good, thank you. I'm just really excited to be out here in nature. I don't know, it just makes you feel so calm with the wind in your hair, you know? So. Yeah, it's amazing. We've got we've got beautiful <laughs> little Molly here. So we've got oh, Ollie, I, I like what you're doing. You've got Ollie, Ollie the boyfriend, Molly the dog. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting everything, is everything as organised in your life? You know what, weekly? no. And also, it was a bit of a, like, a happening I happened on Molly like she got matched to me that's what happens with guide dogs you don't name them as a guide dog user um so yeah it's just a really nice coincidence that we have Ollie and Molly just, so really it just it was almost like planned by the powers that be that, mm -hmm. uh, that the two should be connected but Molly's very chilled she you can hear a little we've got I say we get quite a lot of ASMR on this podcast you can hear certain sounds so when Molly moves we might hear a little bit of the bell noise isn't bells, it? Yeah. that's for you to kind of realize where she is is that it right it is and we always put those on her this is her special free run collar so maybe your dog Rolo will go on lots of park walks yeah so does Miss Molly here but only a few times a week because most of the time me and her are on harness together which is right next to me I don't know whether you can have ASMR harness yeah <laughs> Double up the mic. Molly's like, what are you doing? She's Why like, are you... get your hands off my harness. <laughs> yeah, she's like, babe, I'm in the park. I don't want to like work right now. I don't now. need to work right now. You don't, you're not at work time. You can hear the bell. Yeah, there we go. A little... There we go. But it's Charlie's really cute. Honestly, oh, it's... you're beautiful. Miss Molly, you're beautiful. there we go. That's all right, don't worry. But it's, it's really cute because a lot of people walking in the park are like, Oh, it's Christmas, or oh, Christmas time. Like, you've got her Christmas bells on. I'm like, yeah, That's yeah, hilarious. why not? That's fun. That's hilarious. Well, we should bring a lot of joy, I'm sure. So, yeah. so we always start the podcast with doing um, or talking about the five senses. Um, and obviously, this is going to be different this time because with sight, you know, we're, we're not going to be talking about sight from your perspective per se. Yeah. But from that, from that angle, I guess it's interesting to me because amongst like the public, there's a perception that oh your your senses are heightened if you have one sense that's that's impaired or or you you don't have that sense. Mm -hmm. So I'd be interested to hear a is that true? And also as we talk through the the other senses, and I will d describe what I can see here. It'd just be great to get a real glimpse of what you're experiencing and 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 whether you think it really is that different or or, or yeah, not. I think it's it's interesting as you say. A lot of people are like oh my gosh, can you hear loads more? Um, do you turn into daredevil when you lose your vision? And I'm like, no, not quite. Like, fair enough, that is our only kind of, you know, there's not a lot of blindness in media, mm. is there? So it's really no one's fault that we're not educated in mm. our school system or our workplace. Like, I knew nothing about being blind until I just 
happened on it and my eyes happened to not work one day so I mean I think I hone in on sounds a lot more so like the birds around me because now I've had a lot of mobility lessons with mm. my mobility instructor and I've learned how to use my ears in a way that I can adapt to knowing where everything is like I'm very tuned into um, the railway line that's kind of a, f a good few meters away to our right there's little birdies in the trees like I'm hearing all the wind a lot more and I think you guys can hear that with all of our normal ears mm. but it's a lot more prominent for me because I don't have the noise of sight I always say oh my gosh it must be so overwhelming for you guys all the time to see all of this stuff you know so it's almost like um <laughs> it's almost not so much that you can you know hear more it's just that you pay is that fair so you pay more attention use attention to that sound mm -hmm. so let's go let's go through what we can hear right now we hear the train just then we hear Molly's bell what other sounds Oh, I love the trees. Just to the front, to the left of us, Al. I can yeah. just hear. Yeah, I There's just. There's birds there. I can hear birds. And sounds. birds to the right, to the left of us. And I just, I love. How'd it go? Yeah, that's beautiful. They're shouting out yeah, a little they bit. They are. They're like. I always oh, wonder what they're saying to each other. <laughs> They're like, why know. are these people here? Go is away it... with your damn cameras. That's what they're saying. <laughs> or is it a mating sound? I don't know. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It's but... just the sound of... I, I think... Well, I was thinking the other day, because we do the five senses, and I was like, what is my favourite sense when it comes to being in nature? And I think it's sound. Mm, I do too. I love it. I, I love the crunching of the gravel yeah. underneath the feet. And I don't know. I think that's why when I have my long white cane here, let me show you, this is another way I walk. Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm coming on a free one with Molly on our own, I need my long white cane because obviously she's not on the harness. Mm -hmm. And this is how a lot of the time yeah. I get tactile feedback. So I don't know, hearing the grass crunch even. When it's, when it's been really, it's been really hot, hasn't it recently? And I just feel like everything's been so crunchy compared to normal like and the it's dried out. so you can really feel through that then that's the yeah. that is for tactile response yeah. and what information do you gain from that i think a lot of the time because it's a rollable and mm. i don't it doesn't leave off the floor um when i was visually impaired i had a tap cane so i didn't get as much from it but this is definitely terrain led so I would go from concrete to grass or um, you know gravel under our foot to mud and I could tell. Um, I think it doesn't make sense unless you hold it but you do kind of get used to it the more you're with this yeah. stick. <laughs> so it's a white stick which people generally recognise but at the end you've actually got a ball which yes. rolls as you move laterally like yes. left to right. Left to right. And as that bumps over things that is giving you a feeling in your hand. Mm -hmm. is, that, is yeah. that fair? Yeah that is fair. And, um, I think the bigger the tip, the less you're going to jab it into your stomach. Because oh <laughs> the amount of times oh I've jabbed oh God, it yeah, into actually, my yeah. tummy. What if, because if you walk into like a curb or something. Yeah. Then I mean, I, like, I fall over curbs and hit curbs with Exactly, <laughs> with vision. With vision. So, so it's like, I'm oh, showing myself up me. here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? But no, it's funny. I think, you know, I love it because for steps, you can feel when you go up. So mm. there's certain confidences that you get with a cane that you don't with a dog. So they, they're just different. Like with canes, it's like there is so much stuff in the way and it's like a tactile finding object. Mm. So you have to touch everything. Your brain is always on. Whereas mm. being a guide dog user, the guide dog will guide you around things and you don't, sometimes you just don't know that you've, you've been guided around something because yeah. she's just done it for you and it's just, Oh, what a 20 minute journey with a guide dog is 40 minutes with a cane. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, they, so there is a, a real, oh my gosh, that's, that's really interesting to think about. So the guide dogs really are 
kind of life-changing, I guess, for people then if they, you know, but there must be, I was thinking about this, that it must be an element of building that trust. And I guess once you trust the dog, it's fine. And I know that they all get trained to ridiculously high standards, but you've still got to trust something, haven't you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was so scary when I first lost my vision. I was 17 applying for a guide dog. This was her sister, Olga, who's at home now, retired. But honestly, I was like, why am I trusting a two-year-old dog to guide me about? This is so weird. I was I no good at two years old, I can tell you. You want to follow me around. <laughs> I'm literally. <laughs> bumping into everything, I'd have been terrible. Yeah, this is the thing, and it's like, how are they this clever? Yeah. And I think that's what made me a vegetarian. They're, Not, ju oh, they're just, know, they're ju so. dogs are absolutely incredible. I was talking about this the other day. Uh, we were talking about how, you know, these days dogs can smell early signs of diabetes, cancer, uh, they know when seizures are going to come on for some people. Uh, obviously, we know about the searching and capabilities of finding things like drugs and whatever. But they, they are so, so incredible. Not only are they great company and great friends, but they are so much more intelligent than I think we ever realise. Yeah, so clever. I mean, I, I am in awe of every dog. But I think being a guide dog user myself, being with them more than I am humans, I really do know the extent of how they're trained, you know. There's a straight line principle. Molly will only go left, right, backwards or forwards unless I give her a command. Otherwise oh, wow. she goes in a straight line and we stop at every curb. So I know where I am. I count the curbs to like my next destination, stuff like that. So she is my navigator and I'm the driver in that sense. So yeah, it's just, yeah, they're incredible, Alex. Yeah, they are incredible. <laughs> and we're gonna talk, we'll talk a little bit further about Molly, I think in a bit. Um, I'd love to kind of think about some of the other senses that, that we have for mm -hmm. a moment. So we've talked about touch and, and sound. What I, I wonder what you'll say about taste because, uh, you know, taste is one we don't really necessarily think about unless you're walking around with a cup of coffee or you've got a, a drink in your hand. But I think there is, there are tastes that you can recognize and, and some that you recognize the absence of if that yeah, makes sense definitely. is there anything that you can sense now with your taste i think maybe more of a dry mouth because we've had such hot days mm. i think when it's windy definitely <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of i like the ability to just feel that my lungs are full mm. and you can exhale really nicely mm. in a space like this you know and i think smell is a massive thing for me as mm. well what can you smell? Um, I think mostly I just know when I'm in the park because I can smell grass and leaves. Mm. I absolutely love washing powder oh, and yes. every person that I meet I'm like oh my gosh I love your washing powder and they're like oh or I love your perfume like yeah. that's my thing yeah you know? I, 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 I must say <laughs> I do love uh, fresh there's something about fresh grass and freshly cut grass sorry and fresh washing like laundry is just is such a nice smell and i find and i think the the smell of grass is, is very nostalgic for a lot of people does it take you back to any memories when you think about it yeah i think for me i remember being a really small child and having that vision of like my mom just mowing the lawn and me having this set outfit that i would always wear when we're in the padding hall because i was a sighted child mm. and i just remember how green the grass was because it, we just had loads of rain and it was now mm. sunny and I think, you know, there are times when I do miss that kind of ability to look at landscapes and mm. I don't know, it makes me still feel happy though. Yeah, you know? I think I think having those memories, I think that's a big part of nature because I, I, I was thinking about this, I think I do quite a bit of musing about different things, but 
you know, when I was younger, I feel like my happiest times were when I was playing in the fields and I was outside, I was off my phone, yeah. I wasn't looking at TV, I wasn't reading any magazines or whatever. Mm. And I, I, I almost think part of why I love stomping and nature so much is that I think it takes me back to a place of peace. Yeah. And, you know, that connection with with nature kind of takes you away from all the other stresses and stuff. Yeah, do you feel like once you got Rolo, you kind of were out more, you were forcing yourself to walk more? Almost or? like more permission. Yeah. You know, in a sense, like it was almost like, um, you know, Rolo needs walking in the morning and he needs to walk in the evening. And it was almost like, it is almost a, a sense of like, I have, this is something I need to do, but also it's something I really want, want to do. To and do. I've got permission to do it. You don't feel yeah. guilty around spending that time. Totally. I remember actually, that's why guide dogs for mental health as well. They're not just a mobility aid. For me, Olga, when I first got her, mm. you know, she was the reason that I got up in the morning. I had to feed her. Otherwise, mm. you know, I was on really strong antidepressants back then, just lost my eyesight, teenager, all mm. my friends going to uni. And I just wasn't really getting out of bed all that much. And that when Olga came to my life, she was like, mom, I need feeding. Mom, I need to go out to the toilet. And mm. I was like, oh my gosh, this is something that needs me. You know, I felt like the world had kind of like shut me out because, you know, we do live in a sighted world that isn't made for people like me necessarily. But, you know, when I got Olga, she was like, well, I need you. You're not a burden. You're not all these things that you perceive yourself to be just because you've lost your eyesight. So, you know, come on, mom, let's walk. And that's why I love her. <laughs> let's you get know? out. Let's get <laughs> out. Let's get outside. <laughs> be independent, you know. So in terms of what I can see, I mean, I'm looking around and, and, and I must say, actually, this reminds me to kind of parks near where I am in London. And, and I say that because, you know, you've got a mixture of trees. Um, you've got trees that are clearly quite tall. They've been around here for a long time. You've got to kind of, you, I think often in London, you get your bits that are like nicely kept, but also you've got your kind of nettles and things, your wild grass, which I really love. I, I don't like parks that are overly kept. Because no. I think that's not, nature should just be allowed to do its own thing. I agree. And I think this park is quite... It's quite nice like that, really. We're sat on a park bench, aren't we? we are. What else can I see? The cl the cl grey clouds today, which I actually don't mind. It's been a very yeah. warm patch, so I'm actually. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yes. actually hoping for rain. My garden, <laughs> my um, terrace is praying for some uh, rain. Oh, what else really? can I see? There are some berries, I think, on the tree. I can't name what berries those are. Uh, they're not blackberries. There's some kind of berries on the tree. I should really do some more learning about this, Holly, shouldn't I? So when I actually describe, <laughs> I can tell. I can look all clever. I love the audio description. You can tell you're good at this. Well, be a good audio there's, describe. There's, there's um. <laughs> There's, we've got some red berries on the left. I think it's really nice for people because, of course, people listening can't kind of see it all right in the clips and stuff we share. But it's yeah. it's great for people to know. And I hope anyone listening, any stompers are out there, hope you're enjoying your walk or you're enjoying your time outside. And yeah. just take a moment to practice these senses. I think everyone should do it. If you take two minutes in your walk, as we can hear in another sense, we can hear the train, train going by. Coming. If you could kind of take a moment just to stop and lift your head up and look around and go through those senses, mm. I can promise you by the end of it, you'll feel calmer. I'm not yeah. saying everything, all your problems go away, but you'll probably feel that little, little bit, bit calmer. calmer. And even if it's 10% calmer, that's 10% more than you were when you started. When started. So where, where are we? I talked about a little bit at the start of the introduction, but where are we and why is it important to you here? So we're in Milton Keynes currently in the park, and this is so, like my it, this is my happy place just purely because me and molly and my lovely fiance ollie we come here at least twice or three times a week with molly with her free oh, run bells that's a lovely on. sound <laughs> i know um oh. and i love hearing that sound because it, i know that she's happy i know that she's getting like the downtime that she needs to work really well for her mommy and um oh. i don't know it's just a happy place for me when i was feeling really low when I first moved to Milton Keynes and needed a bit more nature. 
I don't know, I just sit on this bench and feel happy, as you say. It's just, it's, it's really great for the soul, isn't it? So I don't have to see anything. <laughs> just enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna, we're going to talk a bit about uh, something I'm very passionate about, is how we represent, uh, represent and also how sadly we misrepresent certain people in society, and those can be from um, seen and unseen uh, disabilities, those can be neurodiversity, that can be uh, illnesses, physical illness and mental illnesses. There's so many different ways that we actually, I think, misrepresent people and, and don't give people enough represent, representation. But I want to save that for part two because I wanted to give it the time that it really deserves. But one thing I do want to touch upon, which maybe I should have asked at the start, is how, and I think people often ask, ask this when they don't know or they feel uncomfortable, what, what would you like to be referred as? Is it blind person? Is it visually impaired? Is it sighted? Or how do you, yeah, what, because it's important though, isn't it? <laughs> so because this important. is where ignorance comes from, is people are afraid to actually yeah. just ask the questions. No, I love that, Alex. I think, you know, communication is, is key. And um, for me, I love the word blind. I yeah. didn't to begin with, because I was like, I don't want to be blind, Lucy. I don't, I'm not blind, but I don't know. Self-acceptance is key to happiness mm. and I love it. But I think for me, I don't really, I don't really see myself as visually impaired anymore because I'm a total. I always say, I always laugh and giggle, I'm a total. But you know, there's only 10% of the blind population who are totally blind and I'm happy to be in that camp. <laughs> so. I love your energy, Lucy. I mean, I, I literally love it. You are. I mean, I've only known you for what has it been, like 15 minutes or something. You've yeah. got such a great energy Thanks, about you, and and uh, you know, if it you know, you need someone like you with the character that you clearly have to kind of deal with the difficulties you have to kind of go through. And we're, we're going to talk about some of those uh, in a moment. Now, I'd like to ask, and I ask everyone this that's on the podcast: what what are the three things that must haves for your stomping toolkit? So I'm guess I'm not going to get any money for guessing that uh, <laughs> one of them is sat right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get any money for that, sadly. <laughs> I love uh, that, but uh, what are the other ones on your, uh, yeah, on your necessity so, list? Of course, Miss Molly. And then I've got my long white cane because sometimes when I just really want to know what terrain we're on, if, Mo if Miss Molly is stopping, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's in front of me? I just oh, whack out I my see. cane. And I'm like, oh, okay, that might be like a something that we need so to walk around. So does she sort of stop and say, like, there's something here that you need to be aware of? Type yeah, thing. so she'd default to the curb. So if there was a, say, some roadworks on yeah. the pavement that crossed the complete path, mm. she would go right up to it. I'd say forward, sweetheart, because I'd know that there was a lot more road before we stopped at the next curb. So I'd say forward, sweetheart, and she'd go, no, mom, I'm not going. So she'd default to the curb. I'd be like, oh, okay, let's just check. Yeah. So we go round in a in <laughs> like 360 she goes nope not go and i go okay let me just tap it see what, <laughs> let's see. whack that see, <laughs> see what, what it is, is yeah. so yeah that's my cane which i love um and i always need my kibble pouch <laughs> because okay, as a guide dog yeah. user um it's not the most flattering i do want to bring out a line there's nothing wrong. Yeah, I, I think you should i think you should have it you got one coming have you, been have you been developing one no i'm going to. i think you should if yeah, you do please can i can i have one because yeah, rollo will love that we'll match your outfit yeah out. oh please do i'm just letting you know green is my favorite color love it okay <laughs> we've got an order in already <laughs> yeah. all good one's in the bag but i love it i think um Actually, guide dogs have switched over to positive reinforcement training. So with my old guide dog, Olga, she stopped at every curb by sitting to let me know. And I gave her a little pat on the head. Um, but with Molly, she stands at every curb because they were finding that guide dogs were getting their tra tails trod on in oh central my London. Gosh. Oh, no. oh, so they oh, taught no. them. Oh, no, I can't. 
eventually. Oh. So they, she sort stands straight up. To the heart. <laughs> yeah, but they stand up now and then they get a kibble at every curve. <laughs> well, so I smell of kibble now. Charlie's Alex. actually crying at the table here, everyone. <laughs> Literally. Charlie's crying. <laughs> at least Charlie's crying. Oh, um, oh wow. Bless her. Bless I know her. it's it's not it's not great to hear, is it? But I think you know at least they changed the training structure, and I don't know. Guide dogs have massive kudos for me in mm. the welfare of their dogs and yeah i mean oh. i smell more of kibble but yolo yeah, i do as well to be fair Cara. there are worse things to smell of don't worry exactly. uh, so do you, are you someone that is music or without music on the on the, on the walk with music yeah. but out loud so i have my bone conducting headphones that mm. sit off my ear so i can hear the traffic and then if we were in the park like we are now me and my fiance we just yeah we blast out the tunes why not love them why not what kind of music are you into <laughs> Oh, I, I love everything, Alex. Like, I absolutely, like, I've just been to see Coldplay. Oh, amazing. amazing. Yeah. Everyone's been, I'm not joking, everyone we've spoken to has <laughs> been, been to see Coldplay. Coldplay. Has anyone, what we should do, it might be easier, should we ask, like, can someone in the world tell us that hasn't gone in the last yeah. three weeks to see Coldplay? <laughs> to see Coldplay. But, uh, but you know what, I'm actually saying this, I'm really damn jealous, so yeah. I wish I'd have gone. It, it looked oh, amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was honestly incredible. Like, I loved the audio description of the, so what, what happens usually is I say, oh, we went with my mother in Laura and my father-in-law and Ollie and we sat there and I said don't describe any of the setting to me just film the cool bits and I'll just immerse myself in the music yeah, yeah, yeah. so I got a description of it after but all the aliens and different puppets are really cute with the set design yeah. but um I think for me there's been so many songs that Coldplay like fix you yeah. and different things that have got me through and I was crying yeah. <laughs> as I was dancing yeah. you know yeah I mean so. I think everyone has a moment in their life where fix you seems to kind of uh, <laughs> correlate to I think that's that that's for sure so so music is a big part of your life massive yeah and I remember like walking around like all of London when I lived in Central when I first got my BBC job uh, me and Olga would like walk all of the time just around the roads like playing music a little bit out loud we weren't hooligans or anything uh, yeah. <laughs> but like just chaos going around you know, I love the script as well so they yeah I don't know I'm just a pop gal really Alex I think before we go on to before we come to the end of part one i'd just like to ask you has has stomping changed for you has has its purpose changed has your experience i guess it will have changed but in what way and and yeah is it become more important to you now stomping i think more because you know there was a time where i didn't want to go out my front door and i felt so sick um and you know, it would have been about a year of my life where I was like, I wouldn't not have someone else's arm to be sighted guided. You know, I just wouldn't. And then when my mobility aids came into my life, my lovely doggies and my cane, I thought, I've just got to do this. I've just got to go. And um, now I think it kind of defines my journey, like me actually liking going out now. Yeah. So like stomping for me now, I love it. And like, it's a way that I can go around the block still and have a, my identity. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's my independence. I feel like the more I push myself out, yeah, the, the better I feel. Well, Lucy, I think you're, you're amazing. And, and I'm, I'm certain that everyone listening will, will echo that massively. And I'm really excited to continue talking to you in part two. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode with me and Lucy Edwards in South Loughton Valley Park. If you're not finished stomping yet, make sure you go and listen to part two now. We'll come back to catch up on tomorrow's stomp. See you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 